Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 209. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another party in the podcast known as the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Rock on. And in the studio with us today, we have some awesome friends from Indianapolis None other than Jeff and Lee. Jeff and Lee, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. And uh, they're in town for an awesome homeschooling conference here in Cincinnati, Ohio, right across the river from the world headquarters, world lost headquarters, known as Hebron, Kentucky. And uh, so anyway, we are glad to have you guys in the studio with us as we are here to give our review, at least the community review of some, some like, like it hoth. hoth. Thank you. I'm he- welcome. I- I'm hearing a little. You know what? I, I think it's the fan, Steph. Can- you think it's the fan? Yeah. Do- would you mind turn the fan off? I, I see. I'm hearing uh, over in the microphone. I'm just like. <laughs> All right. Okay. Maybe it's the fan. Yep. Nope. Oh nope. well. Not a big deal. Is it the kids' movie? Maybe. No. I yeah. don't know what that is. Anyway, we're just gonna ignore it. Act act like well. it does not exist. And I'm sure most of it's in my head anyway. Probably. So welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're back from vacation. We are. Of course, we did our initial reaction, but uh, we are, we're glad to come and find out what's going on in the community. We haven't had that connection with everybody while we were gone, but uh, we are going to go through it. We have some <laughs> professional readers. Jeff is going to read for us this <laughs> evening. He says, Cliff, you're a great podcaster, but you really suck at reading when you're doing your podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. No you doubt. can't do everything perfect. That, that's right. So, you're just distracted. I, there's so much going on over there. I don't. There are sometimes I sit here wondering, why doesn't he just let me read? Yeah. Well, I will yeah. do that. In fact, let's just go ahead and get things started because I don't okay. have a lot of notes. But what I do have is a lot of reading. And I'll let you start us off with what Chrissy shared. As she shared her thoughts, and then Jeff will go next. Very good. So, Miles is Pierre Chang's kid. No surprise there. Hurley should go rewrite Star Wars episode one through three while he's at it, which we said actually. Um, Jack is really fa- is Jack is a really fast blackboard cleaner. I noticed the blackboard had stuff about ancient Egypt on it. Okay, Paul's right there. If you don't mind. And uh, scroll down in your show notes, and you will see a screen capture of the blackboard. Of the blackboard, okay. And Jeff, oh, yeah, there Jeff, is. why don't you read what you can actually see legibly on the on the left hand side there behind Jack? Uh, the first title is Old Egyptian, says twenty six hundred BC to two thousand BC, tripling ideograms, phonograms, and determinatives. Then Middle Egyptian, two thousand BC to thirteen hundred BC. Classic stage of language, then late Egyptian, something, and it would be 1300 BC to 700 BC, and that's it. All right. So there we go. It, it seems that 
Uh, of course, Jack, you'll remember, was going into the classroom. He was really fast. <laughs> just to clean things up. But you're right. That you could tell that there were some clips, you know, some different scene yeah. clippage there where they were cutting things out. But yeah, uh, so the fact that the statue is obviously Egyptian in nature. We've seen some other screen captures uh, from the last episode and this episode. Certainly, the the temple has Egyptian hieroglyphics. We've even seen the hieroglyphics going all the way back to the timer in the Swan Station. So, some Egyptian tie-ins, and I believe we have an interesting theory coming up a little bit later, but I'll let you finish Chrissy's thoughts if you want to scroll back up. Okay, yay for Daniel being back. Glad he hasn't gone crazy. When Chang said they're getting scientists from Ann Arbor, I thought it may be the DeGroots coming to the island, as did, as did Cliff. Um, the numbers slash hatch serial. Um, I know they were they were reading off the numbers. Um, how we have always heard it, but really, what person would read it out like that unless the numbers were written down as individual numbers? Four, eighteen, fifteen. Most serial numbers would just be one long number. Four, eight, one, five, one, six. Or at least in longer chunks than two digits at a time. Can I just add to that? I I I think you're absolutely correct, and I believe that they were written down on the paper as that- as individual numbers. And and I think it, it now seeing the pendulum swing, uh-huh. um, and and that Mrs. Hawking was using. I think that those are coordinates of some sort. Okay. Would you guys? What do you think about that, Jeff? I do seem to remember that if you go into maps.google.google.com and type in those numbers and break them up so they're forty-eight point one five by one sixty-two one sixty-two point three four two. Yeah, it gives you a location between Australia and LA. There you go. Okay. So, so I, I think that that's why the reason why they were stamping that onto the in that way in the yeah because the the latitude and longitude of that particular place where they were building the Swan Station that's what the the coordinates would have been. So anyway, go Poor ahead. Filling through the head guy, what a way to go! No doubt. <laughs> so was it Saeed that ke- killed um, Felix, the dead guy Naomi had for Miles' test? So that yeah, that that's a great one. I I didn't even think about that until you know the, this until you read her until this note came in because that just makes sense because who was who was Saeed killing and he obviously was killing Widmore's men right okay Ben had even said that right exactly yeah. I think so did he yeah. say that I think so I my my confu- my facts are confused these okay. days. But go ahead. Is Roger going to say anything? The way Jack talked to him came off kind of threatening. A smart guy would have been a smart guy would have been to say, uh, "Let's go tell Lafleur about your suspicions." Which isn't that what you said that Jack should have said? Yeah, that, that's exactly what I thought. Is that Jack was a pretty huge idiot in this in this scene? Yeah, uh, trying to cover up for Kate, saying she's my friend, only makes him an accomplice. To to her the allegation that she's behind something, right? It, the, Unless he still loves her, who cares? He's stupid. 
Most men in love are. Overall, it was an okay episode. Nothing spectacular, but I'd like to think they are giving us a few slower episodes with some answers in preparation for some more action-packed, high-paced, last few episodes of the season. Well, if this is a slower episode, then all <laughs> Then we're not going to be breathing for, for no the finale. No doubt, because I loved this episode. Now, it was you, good. It was, not, it was not high-paced, fast action no. But it was it was that juicy science fictiony stuff that I like, so I loved it. But uh, Chrissy, thank you so much for your thoughts. Now Faith, of course, went into the forum right away, and she's always happy to share her thoughts on the show. And so Jeff's going to read the what uh, Faith had to say. It's very interesting that the Swan was not only a highly secretive project for Dharma, but it was also built out in hostile territory. If it's true the hostels don't know of it, didn't know of its existence, then I really began to wonder exactly who Radzinski is. At first I was thinking it was just another DI scientist who was commissioned to build yet another research facility, but I'm not so sure. Who would be capable of hiding a big build from a bunch of extremely sneaky people? Why would you want to hide an accidental death so much? Just to get off subject, was the death accidental or was someone testing the powers of the magnet? Why is he so on edge all the time? Does he know far more than he lets on? Hmm. I have no answers to these questions. Heck, I don't even have any theories. Well, I have one. I'm not sure Rodzinski went crazy and blew his brains out. I think Rodzinski was already crazy, and Kelvin just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Rodzinski. He drives me crazy. Yeah, me too. He, he completely gets on my nerves, I had, which means the actor's doing a really good job. <laughs> I hadn't thought... Yeah, no doubt. It, it, as, as well as Phil. Phil gets on my nerves. Yeah. He deserved that punch he's, he he's, got. He's a that red Phil, shirt that right? should have died a long time ago. Somebody, Is that Phil yeah. that, that yeah. saw you in Juliet? Yeah. 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 He deserved that punch. Absolutely. Had it coming. So Scott Sheriff wrote in via email, Steph, and he wrote... I think the temple lies in the shadow of the statue. If you remember, the statue is right in front of the wall surrounding the temple during one of the time flashes. So it stands to reason that when the sun shines on the statue, it casts a shadow on the temple. No doubt. So basically, Scott, thank you so much. We always, we've heard everybody say, do you know what No doubt means you really didn't hear what I just read, Scott said. (laughs) No, I do know. No then doubt. you shouldn't use the words no doubt because oh. in this podcast they mean something completely different. No doubt. So anyway, <laughs> leave me alone. So so what Scott is saying here is is basically when we when there's this question that people are asking, quote unquote, you know, it, of course Desmond wasn't what what lies in the shadow of the statue. When Desmond asked the question, it was something about the snowman. What did one snowman say to the other? Yeah. Do we ever find out what the one? So- yeah. What, what, what did the one snowman say to the other? It smells like carrots. Did did we? Yeah. What, that was in the show. Yeah. When when they when they found him in the boat. Yes. At the end of the season. Okay. Yes. Locke said. So what did one snowman say to the other? And he was drunk, and he doesn't said smells like carrots. Nice. I totally missed that. <laughs> that is so it's, cool. It's those little things that it I really is. enjoy getting the answers to. Yeah. yeah. Like why 3.2 million, which we'll get to. I'm so, sure. ex- exactly. Exactly. So basically, um, they've been asking, so, you know, do you know what lies in the shadow of the statue? And Scott Sheriff in the forum in another section says, will somebody please say the temple just to see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. So there we go, the temple. 
and I was listening to what you were reading. I know. See that? No doubt. All right. Um, let's see here. Jeff, you've got Chris K has sure. a theory that he shared in the forum. Okay. We now know definitively that Saeed did not kill Ben. Still, the question remains, what's with the Dharma Crystal Lake site that Sun and Frank found themselves in when they met Christian? I thought about this, and yes, I have another theory. And if it's like my other theories, it'll be quickly shot down within one or two episodes. Dude, your theory's wrong. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I haven't even read it yet. Ha! Then your theory is wrong. (laughs) We should at least read it first. Oh, okay. I thought about this, and yes... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, In this theory, I'm focusing on two clips. Pierre Chang's Comic-Con video and the final Missing Piece Mobisode. In the Comic-Con video, Pierre Tang- Chang tells of, a viol- of the violent purge that they are unable to stop, and he begs the viewer to reform the Dharma Initiative in hopes they can find a way to save them by changing the past. I think Christian Shepard's a member of the new Dharma, and he feels that his son Jack, for whatever reason, is the right man to change the past and prevent the purge. Christian and Jacob develop a plan to get Jack to the island by having Christian die and have Jack bring them back on Oceanic 815, which they know from Mrs. Hawking will fly through the window. Jack's ultimate mission is to eventually save young Ben, which is what Christian was referring to in the Mobisode when he told Vincent that Jack has work to do. They know it's in Locke's, I'm sorry, they know it's in Jack's nature to want to get off the island, but they need Jack to see Ben so he'll know him in 1977. Jacob and Christian use John Locke to get Jack to return to the island on a Jira 316, and he ends up in 1977. So now we have Jack in position to save young Ben so he saves lives, never becomes evil, never leads a purge, and Dharma gets what they want with no time paradox. It all works perfectly, except for the fact that Jack uncharacteristically displays a backbone for once and refuses to save Ben because Jack doesn't have what it takes, as Christian told him in White Rabbit. As crackpot theories go, I'm rather proud of this one. I think he should be. It's an interesting theory. I like it. I like it too. I do. <laughs> Jackbone uncharacteristically displays a backbone for once. I love that. <laughs> no awesome. doubt. Well, I'll tell you what that that is pretty much the the at length what was going on in the uh, forum as far as discussion for this episode. So what I want to do next is go ahead and turn to some of our voicemails that came in on the listener line. And Stephanie, if somebody wanted to call in on our listener line, what is that phone number? 859-795-4067. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. And you know, no f- listener feedback segment would ever be... With my... My friend Wayne. That's exactly right. And we have two calls from Wayne today. And here's Wayne number one. Welcome back from vacation, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Wayne Henderson from the VoiceOver Journey podcast calling about Lost. Dead is dead. And one of the main things, well, that was an amazing episode. In fact, going to go ahead, like I mentioned on my podcast, I'm giving it nine magically relighting uh, uh not lanterns, <laughs> whatever those things are called. Anyway, um, we learned about Ben that even though he's a psychotic, cold-blooded killer, he does seem to have a soft spot 
for women with children. So it's kind of like his kryptonite. And if someone can use that to their advantage, who knows? (laughs) Ben's kryptonite. Nice. Women with children. Very cool. (laughs) I like that. Let's see what Wayne had to say about this most recent episode. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Stephanie. Wayne Henderson from the VoiceOver Journey podcast at MediaVoiceOvers.com. Hey, great episode of Lost again this week. Excellent stuff. Man, I wonder, I want to know your thoughts on this. You know, with Hurley rewriting The Empire Strikes Back, obviously we're not going to have Ewoks anymore. But what do you think he might do with Yoda? Kind of a Hurley-inspired Yoda could be really awesome, and I'm wondering what ways you think that might come about if we ever were to find out or just fantasize about that type of deal. And also, Alana, who is on the island, uh, Adger Airlines 316, and Brom, who we saw this week in the van, you know, kidnapping Miles temporarily. Uh, He was there with Alana on the beach. I think they are on the team that is the new Dharma. Now, my only thing is I don't know if this new Dharma is being actually summoned by the others on the island, the actual natives, hostiles, or if it's just uh, some remnants of the DeGroots or or whatever. Because remember back at the Comic-Con video, uh, Pierre Chang sent that message from the island into the future for us, asking that we re-put Dharma back together again. And I think Alana... Brom and a couple other people are part of the new Dharma. Very interesting. And you have to know the answer to the secret question before you're allowed into the club. Help you I can, dude. (laughs) Thank you for that. Yeah. All right. Wayne, as always, man, thank you for your awesome feedback. Did you want to say something, Jeff? You look like you're you're ready to go. I am. I'm just ready to go. Um, I'm just trying to figure out the whole deal with Ilana and Caesar because – they're obviously not working together because Caesar was Caesar's hiding dead, a weapon. Dude. He, he was hiding a weapon anymore. from her when he got into the hat when he got into the hatch. I I kind of was under the impression that they were there and working together, but yet he's like a double agent. And then you got this guy Bram, the one that kidnapped Miles. Yeah, and who also was there with uh, with him when Frank came back to the back to the island. Right. So it's like it's almost like trying to figure out who's on which team, and we don't even know if there is. Dude, another I can't team. even keep track of who's on I our know. team. And, I know. Yeah. Yeah. There's Team SOS, Team Others, Team Dharma, Team Dharma, there's Team New Dharma, Team New Dharma. Team, team, there's too just, many teams. There's you know what I re- remember when uh, the uh, okay I remember I think it was I don't know what season it was but who cares what season it was do you remember we we learned that okay there were the losties then we learned that there was the tail section that was in season the tail two is, yeah and then I remember all right? of a sudden we learned that there were others and then all of a sudden we heard is there going to be another faction of people are we going to learn about a whole new group of people? Well, we learned about the others in the end of season one. Because okay. It yes. was because once the tailors right. came in, then we had the other forty-eight days where okay, they were stealing right. them. Okay, you're right. So that was yeah. Okay. So we had the 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 we had the the fuselage area, then we had the others, then we had the tailies, then we had 
was the freighter next? I think the freighter was the next group of people. Yeah, I mean, the fra- it's like- so when the freighter came on board, that's when I remember Damon and Carlton saying there are going to be a fac- another faction and there will be many, many other factions and factions of those factions. Dude, we and- can't keep track of the factions that we already have. And I thought it's- they were just kidding, but now it just seems like that's maybe what they they were joking around. They weren't joking. They were There's going to be many factions. Ah. And, and if you think about it, technically speaking... Uh, with Sawyer and Jack and Kate and Juliet and all them being a part of the old Dharma, they are a faction within of their own, uh, mm-hmm. of their own within the Dharma. I mean, mm-hmm. so wow. Now we got a faction within a faction. I oh, we have a fraction faction. Yes. What, what if the purge was caused by uh, the 1977 Losties? Huh. That's uh, that's not something I haven't heard before. What if the incident was caused by one of the seventy? Yeah. Groups? So yeah, I think Daniel caused the in- incident. Really? Yeah. Personally, okay. I don't know. I, that, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I mean, I don't think it. Like, I'm almost positive that's what it. It just came to my head. But anyway, all right. So moving on to Jeff in Texas. Hello, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Jeff in Texas, and I'm calling for your Lost Podcast. I have a theory that I have not heard any other podcast mention and wanted to see what y'all thought. I actually have to give my daughter, Robin, credit for the core of this, this theory, so, uh, so props to her. But what lies in the shadow of the statue? What if the answer is a hydrogen bomb? I believe the Jughead was buried not at the Swan Station like we thought, but actually at the foot of the ruins of the Fortoed statue. Furthermore, I believe that Alana and her gang are there to recover that bomb, or at least its nuclear core. Uh, What's in the metal box, I think that's the equipment that they need to extract and then transport that nuclear material. So this is just a theory I wanted to throw out there and see what y'all thought. Love the show. Proud to be a charter member. Y'all have a great day. Bye. It's an interesting theory. I have not thought about that one. Not thought about that one. The, the the hydrogen bomb being what's buried in front of the shadow of the statue. That is definitely interesting. It sounds like there's a party going on in our kitchen. I think there might be. I think that may be time to uh, pause our recording here and, and check out and see what kind of party is happening up there. All right. All right. And we're back. All right. So everything's under control up there. Uh, nothing that can't be replaced. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, so we had Jeff in Texas, correct? Yes, and, we did. And, and, and the hydrogen and the bomb, bomb in the shadow of the. And session. congratulations to his wife for such an awesome theory. And now we move on to our final call-in voicemail for this week, and this is JJ from Kentucky. Hi, this is JJ from Kentucky, and I just wanted to put forth the theory that I have about how I think that the island and the temple uh, could possibly be the source of Egypt, ancient Egyptian civilization. And it would, ex- it would explain why uh, when you go through the frozen donkey wheel, you end up in Tunisia. Maybe you walk, you know, a few hundred miles east, you end up in present-day Egypt. And that, that could be uh, why, you know, there, there's a lot of Egyptian stuff in the temple. Just a thought. Oh, and I also heard a, th- a theory on uh, Ryan and Jen's podcast, Trans- Transmission, that was kind of in line with this. It, uh, sh- the woman said uh, 
that the island and the Hydra Island could be what was referred to as Atlantis in ancient mythology. Um, just thought I'd put that out there. And uh, oh, in case you didn't figure this out, it, this is about the lost podcast. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. That's J- awesome, JJ. Thank you so much. Um, let's see where where to start on this one. What, what, would, what was the first thing he said? Oh, ancient Egyptian. Mm-hmm. I, I like the thought of that, going through Tunisia and having the the inhabitants of the island actually starting the Egyptian culture and how it ties into that screen capture that I have in the show notes. Okay. Why why, why are the Dharma people in, instructing their children so much on ancient Egypt? Because it was history class? Well, possibly, but could it also be because they're trying to um, uh, educate the children on who the inhabitants of the island are? Okay. I don't know. That's just out there. But anyway, JJ, thank you very much. It's always cool to learn of somebody else who's from Kentucky yes, listening to our show. Yes, but do you know show. when you say Kentucky like you did when you announced his call, that's the reason that people from our state have like people Kentucky? Think, yeah. they. Yeah, What's you wrong with do, that? Because... So, oh, no, so. we think that for many other reasons. We're, we're <laughs> much more civilized than, than the way you, you make that sound. Kentucky. Yeah, that's oh, well. just wrong. Anyway, we'll move right along. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have next in our show notes here? Bonnie oh, Koval. Bonnie Koval shared um, an audio clip from an interview that she did, and I think I have it right here. This is an interview she did with Marsha... Thompson, who plays Naomi Dorrit on Lost. And this is just a little clip she sent us from the interview. This is Lost Away Bonnie with a clip from my interview with Marsha Thomason, who plays Naomi on Lost. Now, we saw you a lot in season three and four after Naomi parachuted her way onto the island, but this is the first time we'll see you in season five. Right. So how excited were you when you found out you got to make an appearance this season? Oh, I'm such a big fan of the show. I've been watching since the first season. So when I first joined the cast, it was just thrilling. When I arrived on the island, I was like, oh, my God, there's Sawyer. Oh, my goodness, there's the tents. Oh, wow, I'm on the island. So, And I've been watching the show, and I think it's just been getting better and better. So I was thrilled to be invited back. And, of course, I was intrigued to see what they would be having me do. The Lost writers are notorious for not telling the actors what's coming up. Do you feel like Naomi's character arc is complete, or are you hoping to learn more about her still? No, I don't think it's complete at all. I feel like I know very little about her, to be honest. It would be really nice to go back and and learn some more about her, for sure. We don't learn too much more about Naomi, let me put it that way, from this episode. So maybe in season six? You never know. Hopefully. We'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> this is Bonnie Koval. For the rest of my interview with Marsha Thomason, please visit lost.about.com. Alrighty. So I'll tell you, um, Bonnie has a wonderful so, like whole resource of information, or she's a wonderful resource for information. That sounds better, right? Anyway, mm-hmm. check her out over there at lost.about.com, and she has that full interview with uh, Marsha Thomason, and she also did an, a full interview with uh, Radzinski, the character that played Radzinski, who is actually from Cincinnati, Ohio, so that's pretty awesome as well. All right, we do have uh, some information that was emailed in by Chris K. And Stephanie, you want to read what he wrote in to us? Just thought the community would be interested in knowing that the Blu-ray versions of Lost Seasons 1 and 2 will be released on June 16th and can be pre-ordered on Amazon for $48.99 each. 
which is a good price for a Blu-ray box set. Keep up the great work on the podcast. Now, i got a question for you. Is Blu-ray, is it any better than over-the-air HD? Does anybody know? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no comments. I don't know. Well, I know ABC broadcast in 720, so if they actually did the Blu-ray in 1080, it would be better than ABC. Right. But the different uh, networks do different resolutions. So gotcha. And in the chat room, they're at, uh, ch- uh, Hubert is actually saying, not really, Cliff. Uh, somebody says nobody knows. Sci-Fan says no. An- Anon53 uh, 40 says yes. It's uh, 1080p in the um, in the actual Blu-ray. Okay. Very, very cool. I've never I mean, seen I mean, the Blu-ray. I, I will tell you that recently we've been watching Lost in over-the-air HD, and it does look beautiful. And it, you know, of course, watching it on DVD in standard DVD being upscaled using the player that we have, it's not looked that bad either. So very, very cool. But I don't know if I could shell out the extra money to go and rebuy those seasons. Yeah. But for those who are looking to just now purchase it, and Blu-ray is is the way to go if that's the way you want to do that. So Absolutely. Anyway, you know what? that I wonder if um, 5340 says that Dish Network is... um, (coughs) is 1080p i'm wondering if direct tv is not also 1080p because that's what we were getting down at the uh at the lake house when we were on vacation oh and that is crazy mad clear it was and we were blaming it on the tv was it i wonder if it's because it was 1080p huh that could be nifty wow. who knows i don't know it was crazy anyway um do it's you crazy. have anything else you guys want to share before we wrap up we're just Moving along. I think we're good. All right. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, for those of you who are listening, thank you very much for um, joining us for another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. We want to let you know if you're not already listening to it, there are a bunch of other great shows that we would invite you to listen to. Uh, you might be thinking to yourselves, how are we going to get enough Cliff and Stephanie over the summer if they're not here every week, twice a week? And uh, there are great ways to do that, and I would in, I would very much highly suggest that you check out familyfromtheheart.com and also check out fulltimemom.com. And what, Steph? Nothing. Okay. So fulltimemompodcast.com and familyfromtheheart.com. Check out those two shows, and for those of you who are Plus members, thank you very much for being a Plus member. And now here's what's coming up on Lost. And if you don't like any sort of spoiler whatsoever, this would be a great place to check out. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know. What was supposed to happen? I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.about.com with this week's Lost Preview. Next week, there is not a new episode, but they will have a clip show so that we can see the story of the Oceanic Six from another perspective, as they say. The next new Lost episode is called The Variable and will be on Wednesday, April 29th at 9 p.m. on ABC. For that, ABC's synopsis reads, The time of reckoning has begun when Daniel Faraday comes clean regarding what he knows about the island. This is a Daniel-centric episode that includes flashbacks. I'm excited to find out what Daniel knows about the island. I also look forward to seeing the young Daniel. And we'll also see a younger Eloise Hawking, played by a different actress, 
Alice Evans. And what's interesting is that the Ellie on the island was played by Alexander Crosney, who doesn't appear to be in this episode. Now, that's not to say that Ellie and Eloise are not the same person, but we may not find out during this episode. Also appearing in this episode are Pierre Chang, Phil, the security guy whom Sawyer knocked out, Radzinski, Teresa, who was Daniel's girlfriend that he apparently experimented on, and the actor Ariston Green is in this episode as well. Before, he played an other who was often in the background named Jason. Jason was killed during the beach camp attack when Saeed snapped his neck with his legs. He's listed as playing a workman, so I'm not sure if he's supposed to be the same character or not. One last character to look forward to is young Charlie. I'm guessing this is young Charlie Hume, but it could also be Charlie Pace or Charles Widmore. For more information, read my The Variable guide and preview and check out the photos. This is Lost Away Bonnie Coble for GSPN's weekly Lost podcast and Lost.about.com. Bonnie, thank you very much as always. And Stephanie and myself, Jeff and Lee in the studio, thank you guys very much for dropping in this evening. And thank you for reading. Thank you for having us over. And of course, everyone, until next time, stay Stay lost. lost.